What's up, guys? It is Ryan from the Fantasy Daydreamers, and I'm here to tell you about our Twitch. We are on every Monday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash daydreamermedia. Hey, Ian. to the fantasy daydreamers podcast you guys can follow us on twitter and instagram at ff daydreamers you guys can follow me i am jj you guys can follow me at jj daydreamers with me today i have keone oh my goodness ladies and gentlemen boys and girls everyone of all denominations oh it is so good to be here today and you can follow me on my twitters where i'm posing great football analysis and also asking the world the tough questions like what is the best easter movie and of is it jason x the poll that's sweeping the nation that's at twitter at daydreamer keone what's up guys r-o-k-k-o daydreamer that's where you can follow me on twitter what's your name <laughs> Oh, well, I already announced myself in the beginning of the podcast, Ryan. I guess, you know. uh, but before the music. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you forgot, listen to jamming out to the music. It is Ryan. All right, let's jump into some news. Week four and New York Jets quarterback, Zach Wilson, is finally expected to start this week. How you guys feel about Zach Wilson and all his his weapons there in New York? Unsure and scared. Yes, I I have no idea what is going to happen. So this is a very tentative week for anybody who you're you potentially have from the Jets, including the running backs and Garrett Wilson. Let me know if anybody, maybe Tyler Conklin, but I, but yeah, I, it is a wait and see week. Three makes it a party. I agree. Jonathan Taylor did not practice on Wednesday. He's dealing with a toe injury. He's going to play, right? I would imagine he has like, yeah, come on. He's, he's, you're going to have Naheem Hines. Come on. Nah. (laughs) Christian McCaffrey did not practice on Wednesday either, dealing with a thigh injury. I feel like this is more of a rest day for the vet. He's uh, often injured, needs as, as much rest as he can get. Yeah, but it's this is kind of an injury that he's had, you know, in the past. But I wouldn't. He's looked good, and there's been nothing where it's like he's not going to play. It's just yeah, this went the Wednesday practices are typically where guys can tend to sit out. The thing is, people are so upset with Christian McCaffrey mm. because he just hasn't had like a 30 point game, you know? Oh, but, well, he's been consistent, though. Yeah, exactly. He's not he's not been bad. No. So. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is considered day to day. He was not practicing on Wednesday. Again, they are in London this week facing the Saints. So got to, got that early game. Wake up early if you want to watch it live. Uh, don't forget about it. Set your alarms. Get your get your tea and your your jammy 
your Jammy Dodgers and your your Tim Tams and do a Tim Tam slam just before just as the game starts. Um, yeah. I have beans with breakfast. Good, good. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Cook does not play. Then Madison, you start up. Yeah, I think he's a, a good insurance policy for locked this week. in. Yeah, locked. In. All right. Tonight's game, Tua Tungavailoa, the quarterback, the Samoan slingshot, as Keone calls him. He is questionable with that, uh, quote, back injury. It will be a game-time decision. I think you still got to start the wide receivers, even if uh, it is Teddy Dripwater that plays there. Drip, drip, drip. Hmm. So, uh Waddle, you still got to start. Hill, you still got to start. And that is it from the Dolphins. If it was Teddy, I think I might play Chase Edmonds. Oh. It might hurt you. But Teddy is known to dump, chuck the ball a lot, quite often. I am staying away from Chase Edmonds. Completely. That's fair. I just if Teddy plays, I could see him definitely getting seven targets. Yeah. But what does he do with those seven targets? <laughs> That's, That's fair. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Swift did not practice. Uh, he's going to need to be significantly better to play. Uh, they're talking about holding him out through the bye week. So hopefully you've been listening to the podcast and you picked up Jamal Williams because Jamal Williams is going to take over that backfield, I think, for the next couple of weeks. Mm. And it's it's a it's a good matchup um, this week for Jamal Williams. But we'll talk about that, I think, a little bit later. Justin Herbert, quarterback for the Chargers, had no setbacks against the Jaguars. So hopefully he just continues to uh, get better. Uh, he's going to play through this injury. So even if he has to get multiple shots before games. Yeah, it's it. So he didn't, he didn't go back, but you know, is, is he improving? But yeah, he's going to play. So I, yeah, it's up to the person who's the Justin Herbert manager to consider their options each week. I'm hard pressed to find to to find a, a better quarterback on waivers True. than Justin Herbert. No, that's that, I don't that, know if I could if my soul could take that. You know, honestly, you can't. So you'd have to yeah. trade and don't don't trade him. Yeah, yeah. David Montgomery did not practice. He's dealing with that ankle and knee injury. Again, hopefully you guys you guys listen. You guys are going and picking up uh, Herbert, mm-hmm. Khalil Herbert, because. It's going to be a big week for these backup running backs. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin returned to practice as well as Julio Jones practicing, both getting in limited practice on Wednesday. Uh, just good news. Hopefully Tampa, you know, Mike Evans will be back this week. So hopefully Tampa Bay just gets their uh, starting wide receivers back together because the offense can be explosive if they were all there. Yeah. They're kind of puttering out right now. Yeah. And hopefully, I think hopefully that game happens, I guess, but moreover, hopefully everybody like in Florida is safe. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in Minnesota if they can't. Yeah. It's going to happen. They'll just move it. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Hope everybody in Florida and the affected regions are safe. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's why I thought you were talking about Jaws earlier. You see that (laughs) that shark in the street? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't oh, I'll send you the clip. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Jameis Winston is expected to play, but did not practice on Wednesday. Andy Dalton was seen taking the uh, mm. QB one snaps with a little bit of Taysom Hill mixed in. A little, mm. little sprinkle uh, of Taysom. I like a little Andy Dalton for a little Alva Kamara dump off. Mm, the, re- the Red Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> Taysom Hill streaming tight end this week? Hmm? Maybe? No, never. I'm never right. doing it. Can't Fair get enough. me. Oh. Fair enough. Um, Let me play him as quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, ta- why would you want to play him as quarterback but not tight end? <laughs> <laughs> because he got mixed in. He's going to play QB, dude. But it's if he's going to play QB, you know, play him I'd rather have. Taysom Hill playing 50% of QB and just rushing the whole time. Then Geno Smith. Yeah, I said it. I said it. But what I'm saying is you could go get a different I just talking shit, dude. I don't really I'm just, I'm just talking shit. I'm just uh, bullshitting. You're talking shit. I'm just bullshitting, bro. All right, Michael Thomas did not practice dealing with that foot injury. Didn't practice on Wednesday, so Andy Dalton might not have his wide receiver one there. What are you talking about? It's Chris Olave. <laughs> It'll be there uh, for sure. Uh, and then Amon Ross St. Brown didn't practice on Wednesday as well, dealing with an ankle injury. I think mm. he plays, so uh, yeah. they're just holding him out. Mm. Rest up. That'll do it for the news. Let's get into some start sit questions. You've got questions. We've got answers. So if you guys have questions, go ahead and DM us or tag us on Twitter at FF Daydreamers. DM us on Instagram at FF Daydreamers with your questions. Maybe you'll, uh, we'll answer them here on the podcast. First question. Terry McLaurin or Garrett Wilson? Terry McLaurin, wide receiver for the Washington Commanders. They're at Dallas this week. Garrett Wilson, rookie wide receiver for the New York Jets. Playing with Zach Wilson at Pittsburgh. Who you guys got? Give me Terry. I know Dallas defense is tough. Terry's number one on his team. And with Zach Wilson returning, I just, I would like to wait and see especially versus Pittsburgh defense that yes, they lost TG Watt, but they can still rush the passer. They're still going to be good. First game back with Wilson. I'd rather just wait. Give me Terry. So here's what I will say. The commanders are tied for the most sacks allowed um, this season with 15. The other team being the allegedly improved Cincinnati Bengals um, and the Cowboys have the most sacks by a team with 13. Those are two very bad stats for the commanders O-line and their offense. However, I'm still going with Terry McLaurin (laughs) because he's been consistent and I feel like they faced a similar situation last week going against Philadelphia where they got nine sacks, but Terry McLaurin still got over a hundred yards. And with Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson coming back, we are, there's a layer of uncertainty that I'm just, I can't fully get behind. So we're heading into spooky season. So scary Terry. 
Yeah, I'm going with Terry McLaurin as well. That Wilson to Wilson connection could be strong, but I need to see it first. I I really just don't believe in Zach Wilson uh, that he's. That I mean, they've good. never played I, together. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Zach Wilson was not that more. great before the mm. injury. So, what, do we think he's really improved? He could improve. Yeah, and this fair. could end up being a great connection over the years, but first week, I I don't want to see it. I think we saw, like you guys said, in Philadelphia against Philadelphia last week, Terry McLaurin is the number one receiver there in Washington. Still, uh, I think there was some questions. You know, Jahan Dotson's looked good, uh, Curtis Samuel's looked good getting targets, but whenever they're down, it's it's Terry McLaurin still. So mm-hmm. I'll take Terry. Next question, Christian Kirk at Philadelphia or James Conner at Carolina, or I have Higby at San Francisco and Gerald Everett at Houston as a tight ends. I think they're saying that they could start a tight end and flex a tight end. So, so this is for the flex position, I'm guessing because of all the yeah, different positions. So okay. I'm assuming. Well, whoever asked this, please don't flex a tight end when you have James Conner and Christian Cook. Which leads to tight ends alone. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have Kyle Pitts and, well, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, then you could do that. But. Ryan, we're like thinking the same thoughts here. Yeah. Like man. this was in my notes. Are we friends? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to go James Conner. Uh, he dropped a touchdown. Literally, he was. On the got the pat got a little dumb path pass at the one yard line last week and dropped it. If he does that, I think people are a little feel a little better about him. Yeah, he's playing through the ankle injury, but he's still a guy who's getting touches in this offense. I'm gonna go James Conner. Hmm. Um. So I I say the same sentiment with um the tight ends. Um. But like Higby is a decent tight end, but just not to flex. But I'll go with yeah. Christian Kirk. I agree. I agree with you 100. I would start Higby over Everett. Mm, yes, I'll go with Christian Kirk, though, instead of James Conner, because I think the defense is going to, you know, eat against the Jags while the Jags have a little bit of a humble pie kind of game where they come off that huge win against the Chargers. But this is this is going to bring them back down and um, they are improved, you know, like they've done very well this season. But we did see a hundred yard receiver against the Eagles last week in Terry McLaurin. And I don't see why it can't happen again. Um, Christian Kirk can be a garbage time warrior. You know, he's been proving Ryan right this season. So it's the battle of what he said versus his Eagles. He's the number six receiver on the year in fantasy and Connor. um, I just, he's not like the Panthers have buckled down against the run after week one, you know, they buckled down against Barkley and Camara, who I think are better than Connor is playing right now. Um, he's only had one touchdown and no games over 60 total yards. So I'm going to go with Kirk who I can think can have a good game, better game. So I'm going to disagree and I would start Gerald Everett at the tight end against Houston. Even with Herbert's injury, I would still start Gerald Everett over Higby. San Francisco might be the best defense in the league right now. Uh, oh, Cap, and they play shitty teams. 
They're, they're looking good. They are though. really good defense, man. I agree. Yeah. I just I just wanted to say I, that. I just don't. Higby has 16 targets, though. That's like he's getting targeted a lot. Hmm. I think Ever has 11. He has 11, Everett, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's he's looking good and really has a definite shot at getting in the end zone this week. Um, Christian Kirk, I don't trust against this Eagles defense. Yeah, he might get enough receptions to make up for his day, uh, but I don't want to count on that, so I'm staying away. Uh, I I go James Conner here. I, I lean James Conner here just barely. Uh, dealing with the ankle injury, Carolina's looking really good. James Conner, like Ryan said, if he gets in the end zone, that one time things are looking better, but he's just not getting the end zone. Like we wanted to him to like he was last year. It's really the Kyler Murray show whenever they get down to the goal line. So uh, it's rough. I, I think you might start both tight ends. I definitely don't start Kirk, but I go Everett and Connor. Yeah. All right. Last question. Jamal Williams versus Seattle or Josh Jacobs versus Denver. And I'm rolling with Jamal Williams with the caveat that DeAndre Swift doesn't play. If DeAndre Swift plays, uh, this brings it a little bit closer, but I'm not expecting DeAndre Swift to play. So Williams will be the running back one in that case, going up against the bottom eight defense against the running back position in fantasy points scored. He's getting the goal line touches, whether Swift is there or not. I expect a big day from Jamal Williams. Yeah. I, you know, smash the Jamal Williams start this week um, over, over Jacobs. Jacobs did have a really good week last week, um, but they faced the number two defense against the run in Denver. Who's allowing only, or who's allowing less than hundred yards a game to the position and less than 16 points. Um, fantasy points for running backs. Jamal um, will be the starter probably most likely more than, you know, um, more than likely. And he's the RB seven on the year so far, the Seahawks are allowing over 20 fantasy points per game to the position. And I expect him to get a lot of yards. So Williams all the way. I agree. Now, JJ, let's get back to this tight end. I think we should make a little bet later. <gasps> I, we haven't, I don't think we made a bet all season. Uh, yet. We haven't. We yeah. Haven't. We need, let's do a little tight end right. bet, a little side wager. All right. All right. We'll talk about it after the podcast and we'll put it out on Instagram or Twitter. Let you guys know what we, we land on. All right. That'll do it for the start sit questions. Man, why do I love betting on tight ends? <laughs> Let's move on to <laughs> our, our newest segment. <laughs> what? A returning segment, actually. Consider the following. Consider the following. Can so, take it away? Yes. So basically, this stemmed from something we had talked about previously, where in science, you know, you need multiple um, pieces of of datum or data to confidently, you know, discuss a scientific matter or a trend or, you know, where something is heading. And obviously the more data you have, the better your conclusions can be. But basically one point or one, one point is a dot, two is a line, but three, that's where you start to see a trend. So you need at least three points 
to see where a trend is heading. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to see something that's been, you know, happening consistently over the past three weeks. And it is it a trend, you know? So I guess I will start um, unless anybody else wants to go ahead. No, go for it. Okay. So my trend revolves around Marcus Mariota. <clears throat> In game one, he had one rushing touchdown and one fumble. In game two, he had two passing touchdowns, two interceptions, and a fumble. In game three, he had one passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, an interception, and one fumble. <laughs> Besides being the QB-themed version of 12 Nights at Christmas, Mariota has fumbled in all three games. This leads me to believe... That he's a he, Butterfingers. He is... He, I like Butterfingers, by the way. Sorry, they're go. They're delicious. They get caught in your teeth, but they're delicious. I fucking hate it. I hate that part, <laughs> but I love them. <laughs> He is obviously not securing the ball either on runs, which he does like to do, or in the pocket, which is a problem. This is going to hinder drives and lead him to games under 20 fantasy points. So while he might be a streaming option here or there, don't look for him to get above 20 points if the ball slips through his hands during a game. That's the trend. <laughs> Alright, uh, for me, I looked at the top four running backs drafted, right? So you got Jonathan Taylor, Chris McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler. Right now, all those guys are kind of letting you down a little bit. They're not showing out the way they need to show out. Uh, basically, Jonathan Taylor, RB10, Chris McCaffrey, RB11, Derek Henry, Henry RB12, and Austin Eckler, RB21. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> you, that would have been really cool if they were all four in a row. <laughs> but yeah, last night the Kyle is down there. Wow. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, bad game scripts. Basically, he was uh, trailing the Chiefs most of the game, and then they got shut out by the Jags. So Chris McCaffrey getting less targets and receptions than Rex Burkhead is hurting his fantasy value. Derrick Henry, again, a guy who's being very inefficient with his touches. I know the Raiders kind of solved that problem for everyone, but before then he was kind of struggling and Austin Eckler can't run the ball and he's not getting any goal line work. When I look at these top four running backs and what you spent on drafting them, Jonathan Taylor, Chris McCaffrey, I keep them on my team. I think they're going to be better But Derek Henry and Austin Eckler. I think it's time to trade them. I actually agree with you. I looked into it when you were talking about it, Keone, uh, that rushing work is horrible to watch when it's Austin Eckler. The online is getting better. I do think there's a quick passing game, but a running back can only get so many targets before it's just inefficient for the whole team. Derrick Henry looks slow. He looks very old. And I don't think his offense looks very good at all. Before they played the, uh, before they played the Raiders, they were averaging less than 13 points a game. Chris McCaffrey, John Taylor, I feel very good about them. John Taylor just had horrible game scripts. If this Colts team can get better, I think John Taylor will improve for everyone's fantasy team. And hopefully Baker passes Christian McCaffrey the ball. All right. I'm going with James Robinson. 
coming off an Achilles tear and Travis Etienne playing in his first NFL season. There was just a lot going against James Robinson coming into the season. And he's proved everyone wrong. Even his supporters, I don't think, could foresee the season that he is having. In three weeks, he's finished as a top 10 running back every single week, averaging 76 rushing yards, uh, playing on 57% of the offensive snaps. He scored a touchdown in every single game. We have three weeks of Dougie P and this offense. And mm, Dougie P. <laughs> uh, and one thing we see is they use James Robinson. And while he's not like a super explosive runner, he's not the busted and get outside. He, he runs hard. He is literally a, a try hard that made it to become a professional running back. Like it's just crazy to see. And the way that Travis Etienne people have loved Travis Etienne, James, James Robinson's not going anywhere. We saw in week one, you know, a lot of questions around him. He played down 49% of the snaps and he only saw 11 attempts, but he scored a touchdown. Week two, he played on 63% of the snaps, touched the ball 23 times for 64 yards and scored a touchdown. And then he played on 58% of the snaps in this last week against the Chargers, touched the ball 17 times and scored a touchdown. Now, he's not the receiving back that will really explode him to be a top 10 running back at the end of the season. But if he's getting 58% of the snaps, 57% of the snaps and touching the ball, 15 to 20 times getting 60 yards and has a real shot at the touchdown. There's just a trend going for James Robinson. That's just going up, 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 up all the way. So James Robinson. Good. And those were your trends to consider the following of the trends. (laughs) Now let's get into the starts of the week. All right, who is someone you guys cannot wait to start this week? I'm taking Keone's guy, Chris Olave. Mm. Back-to-back games, he has been absolutely on fire. Uh, I think getting over 100 yards in both of them. They're going against the Vikings, a team that's basically allowed Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts to roll over them. I think Quez Watkins, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Amon St. Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown and Josh Reynolds all got over 65 receiving yards in the last two games on them. They are letting people run free. I think Chris Olave, especially if James plays in an offense where Landry's banged up, Alva Kamara's banged up, Michael Thomas is banged up. I mean, James Winston's banged up, but. <laughs> He's the only healthy one. He's a speed demon, super athletic. I just think he hits deep shots. He's able to hit in the middle of the field. I think he goes off in London. He's going to bring the bridges down. My London, London bridge going down. Yeah, you guys thought I was going to wait a week. I purposely picked this game so I could try that song again, boy. Worked out. I like Fantastic. it. Uh, I wish I could go with Chris Olave too. Start Chris Olave. You week. picked your first guy before me. 
Uh, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> there was technical difficulties. Whatever the the copy that I had did not get sent over. Where I had Chris Olave <laughs> as my first guy, but that's okay. I'll go. I'll pivot. I'll pivot. I'll go with another rookie wide receiver, one that hasn't hasn't done anything yet, really, especially for fantasy. Traylon Burks. The rookie for the Tennessee Titans, the replacement for AJ Brown, quote replacement. Uh, we haven't really seen it yet, but going against the Colts this week, I expect the Titans and the Colts to have a shootout. Should be a pretty good game. And now it might be a running game. Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor going to go, going up against each other. But Traylon Burks taking a shot at the end zone. Uh, you know, seeing six, five targets, five or six targets with a couple receptions and, and throw in 50 to 70 yards. I'm hoping he gets in the end zone uh, in what could be a, a divisional game that, that, that could be pretty good. Yeah, as that, that's fine. Traylon Burks can can do well for you as long as the Colts win. So, <laughs> hey, hey. Um. I'm going to stick with the wide receiver position. So a lot of receivers to start this week. Uh, It's a guy, Tyler Lockett of Seattle. In each of the last two games, he's had 11 targets and nine catches. He's averaged just over 91 yards in those two games, getting over 100 in this past game. He is a big option for Geno Smith, who, as I said earlier in the week, is above the league average in passing completion percentage, which is good for Tyler Lockett getting the ball and getting those passes and receptions. Gino is a viable QB to facilitate numbers from his receivers, and Lockett has quickly become the top receiver in Seattle. He is the number one receiver in targets with 26, receptions with 21, and yards with 211. The only thing he doesn't have is a touchdown, but going up against Detroit who have given up four to the position so far makes that a definite possibility. You like to see, and it's a thing that you like to see as well. You like to see him come back and cause it felt like he went away for a little while or just wasn't there, but now it's good to be like, Oh yeah, Tyler Lockett. I remember he's a good fantasy player um, when he's getting the ball. So Tyler Lockett, consider starting him this week. All right. My next guy is going to be Javante Williams. Devin Broncos going against the Raiders. Listen, the Raiders offense has been bad against pass catching running backs or just all of running backs in general. They even let Derrick Henry get like six receptions last week. They're giving up the fourth most targets, the third most receptions, sorry, fourth most receptions. Um, and giving up the third most fancy points to running backs. Javante Williams, I know he didn't get the touchdown last week. Melvin Gordon did it. I know this Broncos offense has been struggling. We've watched it multiple times now. But Javante Williams, I think, goes off in a divisional game. And we're going to see week one, Javante, when he gets these, well, he got 12 targets. But I don't believe that's going to happen. But it's like 10 targets. Catches probably eight of them. And he's scoring a touchdown. He's my star of the week. I cannot wait to see that happen. We'll make my fantasy teams happy. I'm going with a guy that hopefully you listen to Keone and you pick this guy up off your waiver wire on, on the waiver wire. I'm going with Marquise Brown <laughs> <laughs> as my start of the week. How, how, how much was it, Keone? <laughs> a solid 96.1%. <laughs> 
Uh, averaging 11.3 targets a game going up against the Carolina Panthers this week. Uh, I expect Hollywood to do big things, averaging 83.7 yards a game. Now, I don't expect him to see 14 receptions for 140 yards again like he did last week, but the last two weeks, 11 targets and 17 targets. This guy is getting the targets there from Kyler Murray, catching them. I mean, 60 yards and a touchdown. That's all you need. Start him up. Well, there you go. I I, I like it. You know, yeah, so when we check, it should be 100 damn percent. <laughs> yeah, it should. It better be. Yeah. Carolina is also not that great. I mean, they're not they're not terrible, but they're not great against the wide receiver position. They give up fantasy points. Mm. Like 28.7, I think is. That's mm, that's, that's lower middle of the pack. Right. So a guy who has a pretty good matchup this week and is kind of finally hitting his, his stride is Damian Pierce, Houston Texans rookie running back. He's clearly been making those strides to be the guy for that team in the backfield. Um, Not that there was much competition, but he's been getting more and more touches each week, starting with 12, then 16, and then last week almost doubling his week one load with 22 total touches. And, you know, it took him a few games to show what he's capable of and to kind of acclimate to the NFL as, as well. But I think he's shown that he's going to be a guy that should be on your team. He has he had over 100 scrimmage yards last week and got in the end zone for a nice RB10 finish in half PPR leagues. He goes against the Chargers, who just gave up nearly 150 yards to the position and have allowed more and more fantasy points to running backs each game. So Pierce is getting better. Well, the Chargers run defense is getting worse, especially with Bosa, who's going to be out for a while. So that's a big guy on that front line who's just not going to be, you know, adding pressure. So their ability to combat the run is not there. That is a beat up team. And I think Damian Pierce is going to take advantage of it and get a really good performance enough for him to be a start for this week. Hmm. I'm just saying, Rex Burkhead dropped 28 on the Chargers last year. I'm just saying, RB4. Texans winning this game again. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sean Payne, for the Chargers, bruh. (laughs) That'll do it for the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, whatever it's called, wherever you're listening to this. Head over to our website, fantasydaydreamers.com, where we got articles coming out every week go ahead and go over and read those uh, instagram twitter follow us at ff daydreamers and follow us on twitch twitch.com slash daydreamer media go ahead and head over there click the notification bell and never miss whenever we go live and stay dreaming stay dreaming oh stay dreaming <laughs> <laughs>